Welcome back, boys and girls, friends and neighbors, to another episode of Pastors of Pain. I'm Father Brian O'Brien, pastor of St. Francis Xavier Catholic Church, Stillwater, Oklahoma. I'm here with someone else. Father Kerry Wakula. There he is. And the where pastor. are you where are you from? Uh, well, I am from Tulsa, Oklahoma. I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma. What do you do priest, all day? Priest of the Diocese of Tulsa. I usually just take long naps and go duck hunting. A lot of naps, a lot of duck hunting, because it's that time of year. It is that time of year when duck hunting is in effect. I should just probably move out and build myself a little shed on a pond somewhere. It, I love duck And just hunting. invite people for mass. Mass. You could be a hermit. I could be a hermit that shoots ducks. Because that's what hermits do. Then people come to them for you know advice and spiritual direction. How old well do you think I'd be in a her- being a hermit? Well, you'd be a hermit, and then you'd have this gun with you all the time. <laughs> people would run in the other direction. Except, except for when duck season is not in effect, and then I would I would come back to town. Well, well you have uh, yeah, you I, have tuned in uh, maybe via the radio uh, on Pete ninety four point three on Sunday mornings, or podcast, or maybe on maybe you're tuning in via Spotify or Apple Podcasts where yeah. you can get this podcast. Maybe you're listening. On the Oklahoma Catholic Broadcasting Network, where we are on the air every Wednesday at 3.30, all across the state of Oklahoma. Really? But not in Stillwater, because we have no Catholic radio in Stillwater. Can we work on that, please? Well, let's change That's in my long-term plan. I used to. to Wouldn't that be so great to have Catholic radio here? You just tell me what frequency you want to meet a jam, and I'll build a jammer. I don't think it works that way. Uh, well, I mean, it, it does work that way. We need you to just buy. We need to purchase. Because oh, I can just like station. knock a frequency out if you want to. I can build something really cool. Yeah, be ready. I, that's in my that's in my long term plan for the parish for Saint Francis Xavier that we get uh, involved in Catholic radio. Just from an evangelization standpoint, yep. it reaches so 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 the homebound people, yes. people on tractors people and in Agra, jail. people in jail. The mm-hmm. Yep. Well, it's uh this the podcast is actually going pretty well. We're getting, yeah, we have dozens of listeners. It's not the sleeping remedy that uh, we stated it is. So it's actually very funny. I got an email recently from my dad. Shout out to Marty O'Brien. Whoa. Martin Joseph O'Brien. Okay. Uh, uh, so my dad listens uh, via the SoundCloud account. So actually, St. Francis Xavier, we have a SoundCloud account, and we post the podcast there for people who, especially older people, not that my dad's old, 70 Seven years old. No, he's not too old. My dad's but uh, he listens via SoundCloud. And so uh, earlier, this is, I don't know, many, many episodes ago, we uh-huh. talked about my, over the summer, my two nieces, uh, they listened to it and they fell asleep, listened to the podcast. Mm-hmm. So my dad said he was having trouble sleeping one night. And he, so he decided to turn on the podcast. And he loved it. He loved it. And, it, wow. and he had a hard time falling asleep. Because he liked he liked it so, and much. that's what that line came from that you said. It's not the sleep remedy or this. Uh, it's not. Yeah, it, no. It's, it's not, not the ambient of the podcast world. It is apparently for like teenage girls. <laughs> but not so. My nieces listen. Me okay. and all. Maybe yeah. maybe my nieces are just naturally tired. Maybe they're narcoleptic. My no, I don't. Okay, think they naturally are. narcoleptic. Are they? I don't, I don't know. know. Who knows? My niece. Is, guess what? She's getting confirmed. This Praise year, God. Praise yeah, God. Uh, and she's only Bring, she's a freshman in high school. Where does she live? Uh, uh, southeast Missouri, oh, Cape Girardeau. Sweet. Yeah, they're getting confirmed. Uh, bishop Rice, Edward Rice from uh, St. Louis, who's bishop of St. Louis. Mm-hmm. He's you know to, him. Uh, yeah, he used to come down to the University of Tulsa to visit students down there. It was great, great, great. So him and I became friends, and every time he sees my sister, he pesters my sister. And on their first day in Cape Girardeau, he. 
uh, was at their school first, like first week of school. He was at their school, and he sees my sister, and he says, "Where's Mia?" She just points over there, and Mia's like sixth grade, new in town, knows no kids. And Bishop Bishop walks over and sits down with her at the lunch table and says, hi, Mia. And Mia's like, hi, Bishop Rice. And then they became the talk of school for the next couple of weeks of like, how do you know our bishop? And you've only been here a week. And they're like, my brother's a priest. Well, that's not how my sister sounds, but she does sound like that sometimes. Your sister sounds manly. (laughs) She has. She's a baritone. Yeah. I probably shouldn't say that. She prays for me a lot. My sister's a saint. I love her. Does she listen? I don't. I don't know. I oh. I know she listens occasionally. She will now because you just called her a man. <laughs> that was weird. Yeah. So it is. Uh, it's the end of October. Uh, Already, we are about to come upon. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say something controversial. Are you ready, Payne County? Halloween is my least favorite holiday. What? I don't like Halloween. What? Okay, <laughs> please, Nikki. Why? I don't like it. I don't like it. Um, Halloween, I think as, as maybe, maybe as we can talk about, I think Halloween has gotten hijacked. Halloween once had a wonderful spiritual and religious purpose. And now it is just an excuse. Now, I mean, for kids, it's fine. It's fun. There's candy. <gasps> Love whatever. candy. Giving out. But like. I think like a lot of adults use Halloween as like another just another reason to to do crazy things. It's like I, the Mardi Gras of fall. Is that what you're saying? I don't like it. I just don't like it. It doesn't. It doesn't for me. It doesn't have a good vibe. Uh, it. I just don't like it. Yeah, there's a, there's a number of religious holidays that have been lost to the secular world. Halloween, Arbor Day. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Halloween. What else has been lost? Christmas. Oh, I mean, shoot. Valentine's Day. St. Patrick's Day. St. Valentine's Day. St. Valentine. St. Valentine. St. Patrick's Day. Easter. Oh, St. Patrick's Day. Yes. Let's celebrate the great evangelizer of the Irish people by all. Let's all get drunk (laughs) and puke in the Chicago River. Let's all get drunk and puke all over the place to celebrate the great work that St. Patrick did and the conversion of our people. Okay, so tell me. Okay. I don't. I don't want you to just be nitpicky and say, "Ooh, uh, Halloween's my worst." I favorite. sound just like your sister. <laughs> well, shout out to her uh, and her voice box. Okay, so give me what Halloween is supposed to be, or what's it, like? What's the origins of it? Like, where where yeah. does it come from, and yeah. why is it why is it a Catholic? So this has been on my mind, especially because uh, right here in the good old diocese of Tulsa in eastern Oklahoma. Our bishop, who I love, I love our bishop, Bishop David Condorla. He started here about two years ago. Came from the Diocese of Austin, was at Texas A&M University. Whoop! And he just wrote this like letter, and it was short. It was, and I kind of, for me, it like kind of came out of nowhere. Like one day I got this yeah. email, and it was like, Bishop has a few things to say about Halloween. And I was like, well, that's kind of random. How short is the letter? I mean, can you read it in five minutes or read it in 15? Uh, you can read it in five minutes. Yeah, I read it yeah. in like three and a half. Yeah. Three. Uh-huh. Wow. Uh-huh. That's impressive. I timed myself. Wow. The only reason why is because something was cooking. Well, I read it in three minutes. You're much I'm better than I am. So Bishop wrote this letter, and it was kind of, it was to the priest, but it was to all, really to all the faithful. And it was, it wasn't like, what I loved about it is it wasn't like a rant. 
I mean, it wasn't. If I think if I were if I like wrote a letter on Halloween, I think it would be like a rant. <laughs> it would be like, here's all the things I hate about Halloween, and here's why everyone should just like stay inside. Quit dressing, quit dressing up like Batman. Yes, like just stay inside and don't go anywhere, and you know. But he's a better man than I, and so he writes this wonderfully pastoral letter about like the origins of Halloween. So Halloween is October thirty first. Yep. Uh, the solemnity of all saints. Hashtag holy day of obligation. Holy day of opportunity, friends. Ooh, Get, yeah. Go to mass. Uh, all saints, the solemnity of all saints is on November 1st. And so the, these two things are tied. But if you ask, I mean, if you ask the average American kid, why is Halloween on October 31st? Free candy day. If you ask the average American adult, why is Halloween on uh, October 31st. Why that day? It's just, you know. Uh, it's lost. Uh, yeah. Because that's the day that we signed the Declaration of Independence, you know. <laughs> uh, I, I like I like words like when you break down the words. Like when you take a hallows. word like misericordia, misere, misery from cordia, from the heart. From the heart. Okay, so yeah. what is all hallow, what is Halloween in this? So when something is hallowed, so we, we actually use that term when we pray. We did a show a couple weeks ago about the, about the Our Father. Our Father who art in heaven, How, hallowed be thy hallowed be thy name. What does that mean? Uh, it means that we hold up the the, na- the hold up the name as as holy. Oh, like Sanctus. Like Sanctus. Okay, so it's holy. So here's a little bit from from Bishop's letter. I've got it. I've got it right here. In the Bishop of, of the Diocese of Tulsa. Here he is. Here he is. So he says Halloween finds its origin in the liturgical calendar of the Roman Catholic Church. Can you do that according to his voice? Further. Come on, try. It. I don't. I don't. I can't. I'm not good at. Come on, just try. Just, just try it in his voice. He does. Uh, when he sometimes when he sees me, he goes, "Hey, man. Hey, man." I like that. <laughs> I like that. Um, he says, "To varying degrees, the cultural customs surrounding Halloween have nonetheless drifted, charitably." He says, yeah. "Drifted <laughs> from the feast's intended meaning." The comes from a combination of two words in oh. the English language's history. The word "hallow" means holy. While the word ain, een, represents a shortening of the word evening. The word hallows means holy ones or saints. Thus, hallow-een or hallows eve refers to the eve of all saints. As a oh. holy day of obligation celebrated each year on November 1st, the solemnity of all saints begins with evening prayer the day before. Like all Sundays and other holy days of obligation, Halloween announces the earliest possible celebration of the solemnity of all saints. So All Hallows' Eve is like like Christmas Eve. It's the day before Christmas. All Hallows' Eve is the day before what? The solemnity of all saints. And so the two are linked. But like in the in the in the minds of of us, we just gotta do a better job of helping people. We need to we should do a podcast about this. Uh, Aren't aren't we doing a podcast about that? We are. Okay, I was just just checking. Just confirming that we should, and we are. Thank you for confirming. Check. Okay, so that's it. So So Halloween, All Hallows' Eve, The Saints, it doesn't have anything to do with candy. I wonder where candy came from. What is the deal with that? Yeah. And goblins and people dressing, you know, like graveyards. So people originally, people would dress up as saints. Ooh. That's what you would do. I mean, so you're about to celebrate All Saints, and so you dress up, right? We're going to celebrate Christmas. We dress up like shepherds and and baby Jesus and Mary and Joseph. John the Baptist and, carrying around his head in his lap. Men. Exactly. 
And so when it's, we're going to celebrate all the saints, then you dress up like the saints. And so people start dressing up yeah. like, they're, like their favorite saint. And I don't know, at some point people were Batman. Like, why do I have to dress up like a saint? I want to dress up like a witch. Or Batman. You know, there's a, have you ever seen the, uh, you've been to Sistine Chapel before? I have. Okay. Uh, we have one in the entrance, uh, the picture in the entrance of St. John, um, uh, whatchamacallit, St. John Catholic Student Center lobby. And, and there's this really cool scene where there is this saint being pulled up to heaven out of the grave by an angel and then a demon grabbing a hold of the saint's leg. And I wonder if the origin of like the goblins and stuff like that. Well, maybe. That these these people, these goblins are, you know, on the uh, the day of the saints, anticipation of the saints, are chasing around trying to ruin your life and scare you. Well, and so so the, the bishop's letter talks about that there was a so so Halloween is October thirty first. The solemnity of all saints is November first, and then All Souls Day, where we pray November for the dead, 2nd, is yeah. November second. And so okay. what happens is those three days. Yes, and so there's there was a uh, even with even with All Saints, there was a kind of a devotion getting getting you ready for the next day, which was All Souls. And so sometimes you would see things like Bishop says. Uh, let me find it. He says. In contrast to popular culture's observance of Halloween, even the customary appeal to the frightful has a devotional meaning in the Catholic tradition. Props such as skulls and scythes have historically recalled our mortality, reminding us to be holy because we are destined for judgment. Quoting Hebrews 9, Revelation 14, visible symbols of death thus represent a reminder of the last things, death, judgment, heaven, hell. But then it gets it gets it got separated from that, and now it just becomes let's scare the heck out of people. Yeah, well, what are they let's doing? Let's put a cemetery in our front yard. What? Let's make a chainsaw without a chain and start it up and scare yes, kids at exactly. the age of five, which I still remember. Today. At our house, we used to have this. My dad would set up a uh, like a like this ghost, but it would be like on this rope, and so it would like it would move. It would like excuse me. He would, it would like some, like when kids would come up our front porch, like the, the ghost would like go, whirr, like flying across, like in front of them. Wow. Freaked him out. Yeah. But like, why? I don't know. I mean, I guess that's, I mean, that's fun, whatever. But it's lost. It's. Okay. So what's some, what's some things people could do to restore the, I don't want to say rest, like, the, oh my gosh, we had a restoration, but to bring back the sense of the life of the saints our mortality and in preparation for death. Like, you know, Francis, we had the statue of St. Francis of Assisi at St. John, and he's got a skull at his feet. Big skull, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, why? It's like, Memento mori, to rem- always remember your death. What, what's that What's that bone church you took me to in Rome that time? Oh, it's the best. The, the Capuchin church in Rome, it's this, I mean, this would freak people out, but I recommend it. <laughs> Right, you go and the, the the church or the crypt of the church, the base underground, of the church, yeah, is decorated solely with the bones of the monks who had lived there. And there's this sign at the end when you get you you walk through. I mean, there are literally skulls and arm bones and feet and I mean, creepy, creepy. Yeah, and when and you, you get walk, to the end, you get to the end, and there's a sign that says, "What we are, what what you are." We once were, and what we are now, you soon will be. 
basically, you're going to die. You're going to die. And so what are you doing with your life? What is your life about? Are you giving your life to God? Are you giving your life in service to your brothers and sisters? Or are you living it like solely for yourself? And if you are, what for? That we're going to die. Our life is going to be over at some point. And to be able to start now, today, look at your life and say, is what I'm doing all that I could be doing for the Lord and for his kingdom? So I love going there. I love bringing teenagers there because it freaks them out. It does freak. In a good way. Like, you're going to die. What is your life going to be about? I remember that time we went on that spring break trip at Bishop Kelly. And after a little evening reflection, kids kids had talked about that. Yeah. Putting putting death before their eyes just to say, well, where am I going? How, how am I getting on? The, what path am I on? We were both educated by Benedictines. And one of the things, in the, it's actually in the rule of St. Benedict, that a monk will keep death... Well, think think of his own death daily. Yeah, that's right. And you'd think like, well, that's morbid. Yeah. No, it's actually quite hopeful. It it gets you off your butt, <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm, I know I'm going to die. Is what I'm doing worth living for? And if not, I need to change what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. You really want to look back at your life and say that he sure he sure was a good guy. Look at all the money he made. Now, if you said, well, look at all the money he made and then gave away to help people. To, all right. To build. Now we're talking. To build a hospital. Yeah. So we got, we just got, we got some work to do. So here's, here's okay. what I would do. Here's, go, go. I have a practical, a practical step. People of Payne County. Ready? We're trying to evangelize, right? What if you and your kids, what if you actually dressed up like saints? And so then when you go door to door, you'd ring the doorbell and the people come and they say, oh, what are you? You say, I'm St. Maximilian Colby. And they say, oh, that's cute. Well, who, who's he? And then you get to and tell And you them. get a chance standing at their door before you take their candy <laughs> to tell them about Maximilian Colby. Well, who are you? I'm Mother Teresa of Calcutta. I was just thinking the same way. And you get the candy and then you give it away to the poor. Who are you? I'm St. Jerome, the patron saint of librarians. I'm St. John the Baptist. Yeah, I have my, my head, head on a platter. platter. I'm St. Lucy. These are my, I gouged my eyes out. <laughs> right? How fun yep. would that be if, if, the, if the, the good people of Payne County, instead of dressing up like witches and baseball players. Batman. And Batman and whatever, you know, Disney thing is hot now. Uh, something from Frozen. <laughs> right? What if you dress up like saints? And as you moved around on Halloween night, people said, "Oh my gosh, what are you? They're so cute." I'm, I'm Queen Hedwig. What are you? What? You, oh, you're what? You know, you're, here's your little baby, all dressed up like what your baby is. Oh, he's he's dressed up like Jesus. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. What's your best Halloween costume ever? Best Halloween costume yes. ever. Bring it back. Oh, uh, I'm embarrassed to say this. Oh, please say it. I dressed please up as SpongeBob. SquarePants one Halloween. When was that? Like I had the socks and the foam torso. Yeah. SpongeBob SquarePants. When was that? That was probably in the early 2000s. It oh, was a, oh. it was an epic, epic costume. But wow. it was made. It was handmade costume. So uh, Who made it? Father Stuart Krevkor made it. Father Stuart Krevkor made you My predecessor. SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> Halloween costume. That's amazing. So you ready? We're gonna get we're gonna get to the saint side here in a second. That's amazing. So my best buddy Chuck Slagle, Lieutenant Colonel Chuck Slagle, uh, he uh, makes costumes. 
he is an incredible costume maker. So when <laughs> you ready for this, I've been son, and I've been giving the names to uh, suggestions to his for his kids. And, and so my name that I wanted to give him as a baptismal name, his kid's name is Dexter, and his middle name is Joseph. Joseph. Uh, his the older son Charlie wanted to name him Saint Joseph Terror of Demons. Saint Joseph Terror. So he uh, he wanted to actually name him. Charlie wanted to name Dexter Jesus Mary Joseph, but they were not going to name him Jesus Mary Joseph. So he's named Dexter after his father-in-law, um, after Chuck's father-in-law, and it's Dexter Joseph. You ready for this? Thorlack. Who's Slag- that? Is that Thor- a saint? Saint Thorlack is the patron saint of Iceland. So for Halloween one year, wow. Chuck made Dexter Joseph a Halloween costume of Thor. And he went out and, tra- and he said, who are you? And he's oh, like, you're so I'm, I'm St. Thor. Thorlack. That's my baptismal yeah, name. Yeah, people think of Thor. They think of like Marvel. Yeah. And the next one down the line, you ready? Oh. It's Thomas Moses the Black. Oh, I love it. And, and, St. Moses the Black. St. Moses up. the Black. Oh, look him up. He is awesome. Great story. So, uh, okay. So why then celebrate? Okay. That's in preparation for, for November 1st. Aren't which you going to ask me my favorite Halloween costume ever? I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask you in this, this slide. What really saint you. would you dress up as? Oh my gosh. I would dress up as St. Damien of Molokai. The leper? Yeah. Like disfigure. Should we? Ah, I could, you could do early. I could do an early, early Damien. Like White cassock? Pre, pre, pre-leprosy. <laughs> pre-leprosy. Okay, uh, what was your costume that you, your most All right. Costume? This is a major shout out to everybody in Houston, Texas. There was this guy on, the, on ABC News named Marvin Zindler. And Marvin Zindler had blue glasses and white, white hair. And every night, not every night, most nights on the news, Marvin Zindler would do this report at the end of the, uh, at the, end of the, of the news broadcast where he would report on the health conditions in various Houston area restaurants. No way. And so he would say, and he had this like amazing way of talking. He would be like, and there were roach droppings in the freezer. And like, and he would just get super pumped and like almost like angry. And then his favorite, his, fa- <laughs> his favorite thing at the end was sometimes when they go to like a restaurant and they do the health inspection, uh-huh. if the ice machine hasn't been changed out and cleaned, they find slime. There's slime. Like green stuff, nasty stuff in the ice machine. So he would say at the end, and there was slime in the ice machine. <laughs> and that would be like how he ends his how he would end his broadcast. And then the, they would always go over to like Dave Ward, who was like the guy, and he would say, Thank you, Marvin. Like, Marvin, you are an insane dude. <laughs> anyway, I was Marvin Zindler for Halloween one year. Blue glasses. Best one. Halloween. Best I was probably like fifth or sixth grade. Best costume ever. Could not be outdone. And I've hated Halloween ever since. <laughs> All right, okay. so let's talk so, about saints. So let's talk the positive side on it. Right. Like, what's the benefit of celebrating All Hallows' Eve and the solemnity of All Saints, which is Dewey and Meredith Bartlett's uh, wedding anniversary? They, The saints right, are our friends. The saints help us. The saints pray for us. And so any opportunity we get, when we, when we celebrate the saints, we're celebrating who the saints worshipped which is Jesus Christ. And so to celebrate the saints is to celebrate what God has done in his people that he has raised up over, over, the, over the centuries, holy men and women who can be an example 
for lowly suckers like you and me. Okay, now remember last week we did a podcast on sports and teams and stuff like that. Yeah. W- w- uh, are you saying that like, like Saints are like on our team? Saints are on our team. They're our teammates. They're our coaches. But they're dead. It's like this. How, how it's the, like the Hall of Fame. Think of it like the Hall of Fame, right? Okay. You go and you visit right right down the street from where we are right now. Leroy Smith. The Hall of Fame is the Oklahoma. It's the uh, National Wrestling Hall of Fame. Yeah. Right here in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Come visit. You walk in there, and what you see are the greatest wrestlers of all time. If you're a little kid, if you're ten years old, and you're a wrestler, you walk in there and you say, "I want to be like John Smith. I want to be like." Kenny Monday. I want to be like Leroy Smith. I want to be like all these dudes. I want to be Zach Esposito, right? Uh-huh. I don't know if Esposito's in the Hall of Fame or what, but his video's on there. But he should be. Uh, I want to be like these guys. And so then you work your butt off in the in the wrestling room and in the weight room to be like these guys. Yeah. And so think of the Saints as our like as our Hall of Fame, right? We just got we just got seven new Saints in the church, including Saint Paul the Sixth. Oscar Romero. Yeah. We look at these guys and we say, that's how I want to be. Mm-hmm. In my time and in my place, that's what I want to be. It's our, it's, our, it's our people hall of fame, holiness hall of fame. That's why we celebrate all saints. That's why we celebrate all saints. I, I love the, uh, the, the feast day because even of, of like – Thinking how the saints pray for us. They're alive. Like God is the father of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The God of the living and not the dead. Moses and Elijah appear on the mountain alive to help Jesus out. Yeah, dead people aren't dead. Dead people aren't dead. They're alive. That's why we have, this, we have a soul. Pro tip, everyone out there. Yeah. Pro tip? When you die, your body goes to the ground and your soul lives on. Uh-huh. So, what are you doing about it? Wow. It's what true. Are you doing about what we say in the in the funeral mass? Uh-huh. Lord, for your faithful, for your faithful departed, life is changed, not ended. Right? That's right. Yeah. That you're, when you die, your your body, your body has has died, but you you live on. Uh your soul lives on in heaven, in purgatory, or in hell. Well, there it is. You got three options. There it is, and two of them are eternal. So, what are you doing with your life? Can I read one more thing from Bishop's letter? <laughs> so this is bad cough. This okay, is the uh, a little bit a little bit on the of the, of the negative side, but just I think it's very important for everybody out there. So he, Bishop says, we also want to intentionally avoid those things that are contrary to our Catholic faith, but have become popularized through the secular adaptation of Halloween. Turning to the Catechism of the Catholic Church, we want to refrain from glamorizing or celebrating anything involving superstition, witches, witchcraft, sorcery, divinations, magic, and the occult. And he quotes Catechism of the Catholic Church, paragraphs 10 to 2117. We want to be good models of Christian virtue for those we serve and make clear distinctions between that which is good and that which is evil. Wow. Mike Drop, Bishop David Condorla. He's good. And what's really cool, actually, this his letter... Uh, also got, got kind of got picked up a little bit. So like I think Catholic News Service posted yeah. it. And, and so it's made its way uh, even just outside of our own our own little diocese. Our own great diocese of yeah. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Exactly. Did it make it over to the Oklahoma City Diocese? Uh, the Archdiocese. I mean, we're close by, so I'm sure it, it did. May have, the press may have leaked it. I'm sure it did. 
They need it over there. <laughs> they need holiness. Well, so do we. Yeah, well, they, they have a saint. Yeah, I know. Stanley Rother. Where's his body, by the way? Uh, it's not no Karchi anymore, is no, it? No, it's in it's in Oklahoma City. I think it's at the cemetery or at the in the chapel there, maybe at Our Lady's know. Cathedral. No, but they're building a new. They're building a shrine. Yeah, in South South OKC. And we can make a pilgrimage to same his architects that did uh, St. Francis Xavier. Okay, those, those people should make a, a pilgrimage to visit the shrine of uh, Blessed Stanley Rother. And, and oh, no be, doubt, he's he's a saint. He's a, well, he's a blessed right now. He'll be yep. a saint sooner or later. Yep. But is is this is what we're we're looking towards. We're like, I want to be, be like a, him. I just want to be a saint. I want to be yep. holy. I want to lay down my life for my friends. And, and so this, it's both looking at death and saying, okay, I'm not going to do these stupid things because they're going to lead me closer to death. You know, C.S. Lewis, in one of his lines from his book, he says, the road to, the road to hell, there's no signs. It's soft underfoot. And nothing to cause you stumble with a slow circular path down. Ooh. I think that's what screw tape letters. But hey. then, but then the road to heaven is glorious. It is narrow. Amen. It is a narrow road. So we're, we're be running saints. out of time. What time is uh, mass uh, on November first at your place? Oh my gosh, you're gonna have to check the website. I think we got four masses. Okay, we're uh, St. Francis Xavier, seven thirty-eight, no, seven a.m., five thirty p.m., five thirty. Excuse me, seven thirty in Spanish. We do have the five fifteen, but. There's more. And a Eucharist Check our session. websites. Yeah. We'd love to see you at Mass. And we hope you have a great week. God bless you. God bless.